cross. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your incredible love and grace. Father, thank you for your generosity to us. For now and in forever. Amen. So please take a seat. First, I just want to say a big thank you to Mike for um, speaking on that. It was classic vicaring, wasn't it? I think we should have a talk on giving, and I think the lay reader should do it. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Please bear that in mind as I just share a bit more practically that it's really the second part of the same thing. Keep that uh, wonderful passage, that wonderful idea of the grace of giving in your minds. And if you're listening to the recording of this later... You won't hear me say this very often. Please stop listening to me. Go back and find the recording of Mike. Listen to that and then come back and listen to me. I I hope you've been given a copy of this leaflet on the way in. And uh, what this is, is uh, I hope with this uh, that uh, Ian as treasurer and myself have put together on behalf of the PCC is just to be really upfront about what we do uh, with our finance as a church family. In fact, the whole image of it is a picture of a a dining table in the inside. Because what I would love is for us to feel like when it comes to money, it doesn't feel like the church is a club that we pay our subscription fees to. Nor is it a form of entertainment that we put our money in. And so if you hear a good sermon, you reach for the paper money. And if it was a bad sermon this week, just a couple of coins. No, what I would love, and I think is biblical is the picture of a family gathering around the table to work out how we can use the things that God has entrusted to us in his service, to see his kingdom come, to see the good news of Jesus going out, and to see his people and our community cared for and built up in the faith. So this leaflet is uh, an attempt to do that, to just be really upfront, uh, and it's not a begging letter or anything like that, It's simply to show us, hopefully, where our money comes from and where it goes. And I thought I'd just take five minutes, and I am going to time myself, uh, to give you a little bit of practical information about how that works, particularly in a Church of England church, which sometimes can feel a bit more complicated. So, if you have this, you may just like to have a look. I'm going to talk you through it, but do have a read later. And then also just to add that after the service, over tea and coffee, Ian and I will be back in here a few minutes after the service has finished and everyone's had a chance to get a drink. If you have any questions for us about how this all works, uh, then we're going to be here to do a bit of Q&A, questions and answers after the service on the way that uh, giving and finance works in a Church of England parish church. We won't be going into detail on the numbers. Um, You can email Ian separately if you want to about that. Uh, We're going to be talking about the general way that money uh, is looked after in a Church of England church. First thing to say is that as Church of England church, we don't get any money in centrally from anybody, from the government or from the diocese, or from the national church. I think sometimes people think that because we're sort of C of E, there's this wonderful big pot of money that dishes it out to us regularly. There are grants that we can go for for specific things. 
uh, but we get no regular income at all uh, from the church. What we have really comes from what we give, from what we're able to raise, and as I say, a number of specific grants which then have to be spent on the specific purpose for which they are given. In fact, uh, the biggest cost to the church is a ministry cost which is called the parish share. That is money that each Church of England church gives into a collective pot, if you like, from which uh, clergy stipends, which is pay for people like me, things like national insurance and pension are paid for, housing for clergy is provided, training through Bible college and curacies for new ordinance and also for people in non-ordained but still in ministry roles and other support for parishes such as safeguarding specialists, buildings advice and other things all come from as it were this central pot of money. So all the churches pay into it and then from that all of those things are paid out. So rather than getting money from a sort of wonderful central pot, actually each church every year makes a contribution into that pot. And it's on the similar basis to what we heard earlier from 2 Corinthians, that each church pays in what they can, and then those who are better off can help cover the needs of those who may not have as much. There's a bit more information on that on the inside page of this sheet, which you might like to read. There's also a really helpful video about that on the diocese website. Uh, And so if you just search uh, down the bottom there, there's a link to Google um, information on parish chair Chichester Diocese. It's quite a helpful little video, which just explains that in a little bit uh, more detail for you. On the other side of that page, uh, we've just listed off uh, our sort of average weekly income and expenditure. Um, It's quite expensive running a church. Um, And that's why the PCC are there as a representative of the whole church to prayerfully consider and ensure uh, that the money that we all put in uh, is allocated in the best way to support mission and ministry in this place. One of the big traps, I think, of the Church of England is that you end up too often with the church, which is the people, existing or feeling like they exist in order to maintain a building. When actually, I think what we should be seeing is that what we have, whether it's our buildings, our space, or the money that we're given, that exists to see the church growing and doing the ministry that we are all called to do. Of course, we have to look after the things that we have, But our main hope with the money that we're entrusted is not just how do we keep the building up, although as you're sat here under the roof, I'm sure you're glad that we have done that and have people that do it. But actually, how do we use the things that we have in a way that aligns with what Jesus calls us to do, which is to go into all the world, including Southbourne, and to make disciples and to see people baptised in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's why we wanted to just give you a bit of a breakdown of where that comes from and where that money goes to. Then on the final page 
you'll see that we've listed a number of Christian missions and charities that we've been able to support as a church family together this year. And we think, and the PCC believes, and has done for a long time here, that it's important that, as well as asking uh, individuals to respond to Jesus and Paul and others called to be uh, excelling in this grace of giving, that also collectively we model and enact what that looks like by supporting Christians uh, doing all sorts of different things in all sorts of different places. That's, uh, again, very much in line with what we heard this morning from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. And so you'll see there on the back that we've been able to give money to a number of different organizations and individuals, some uh, very much spread around the world, some much more closer to home. And this isn't even an exhaustive list because in addition to the money that we uh, specifically allocate, we also make sure to give time through the year to other things. So we've recently had our tier fund quiz. We've had the Macmillan coffee morning. And earlier in the year, we had the Christian aid uh, charity uh, giving week. There'll be even more things coming up as we move closer through remembrance, and on into Christmas. So that is a key part of our church's giving as well as receiving. Below that, you'll see uh, there are some ways to give. And the most helpful way for our treasurer, if you are able to give, is through what's called the parish giving scheme. It's helpful in a number of ways, Uh, The first being that it's uh, very well organized. If you sign up to it and prayerfully consider what you're able to give, then it takes that on a regular basis and gives it to the church on a regular basis. Because so many of our bills and costs go out on a monthly basis, it's extremely helpful to the treasurer and the finance team to have it organized in that way. It also automatically collects the gift aid which is a no cost to ourselves as givers, a way that we're able to increase the amount of money that we have for ministry by a significant amount. And by giving through the parish giving scheme, that is automated for us. There are other ways to give, and I realize and recognize that not everyone is able to give in that way. Not everyone has the same regular income month by month. Not everyone is able to know well in advance what they're able to give. So please don't feel under pressure to use that. But if you are able to, it certainly does make life easier for our finance team. Other ways of giving are available, listed there on the website. There's a link on the back page. When it comes to giving, and in response to what we've heard this morning, it was so good to be reminded to take that pressure off our shoulders, to stay well away from any feelings of guilt, And rather to see that by giving, we join in with this same grace that God has shown to us. That same idea of grace and giving together. By God's grace, he gave his son for us. So we give partly in response to that, but also knowing that we can trust him. I think one of the reasons that Jesus talks so much about money is because he knows just what a trap it can be. He wants to free us from that. 
by giving generously to church but also to other things so that we learn from him to trust him for what we need and not the contents of our bank balance. No one should give themselves into hardship as Paul so clearly wrote in that letter to Corinth. For everybody, it is a prayerful consideration before the Lord based on the situation we are in. And God is grateful for even the smallest amounts when it comes from a heart of love and generosity, just as Jesus pointed out in the temple as the widow put in her two small coins. When it comes to giving and the Lord, it's not about how much we give. It's about a heart responding in worship to the God who has given everything to us. I hope that's helpful. Do take away a copy of this leaflet. And if you're listening to this talk later, the copies of this leaflet will also be available on our website. And after the service, if you'd like to go and get a tea or coffee, And come back in here. If you've got any questions about how that all works, we'll endeavour to answer them or to go away and find out the answer if we need to. Before we respond again in song, I'd like to pray one more time. Jesus, thank you for your unimaginable grace. For the gift of you coming into this world. Leaving aside the riches of heaven. Meeting us in the lowest place. Dying in our place. Rising again. And then promising that through faith in you, We would not only know your presence with us, but we would have this security and this promise of life now and life forever lived with you in the security and safety and the provision of an abundantly generous and gracious giving God. Father, may our focus, may our heart, be all about what you have done for us in Jesus. Lord, would you show us your love again? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.